0: My name is Pamela Bussy, and I am the voice behind Ancestral Muses, a podcast that um, I created. I just wanted to take a few moments to thank all of those who support me by listening to my podcast, as well share a little bit of information about myself. So again, my name is Pamela Bussey. I am 62 years old. I currently live in Florida. However, my early childhood um, was spent all over the United States and Um, also in Europe, because I was um, an army brat, so my father was in the military, so my brothers and I, we got to live in many different states, and as I previously mentioned, in Germany, and this fueled in me a lifelong love of travel, adventure, um, experiencing new people, cultures, and things of that sort. So, I thought today, May 1st, would be um, a good day to introduce myself or tell you a little bit about myself. So, in a lot of cultures, May 1st is known as May Day. And May Day um, can be seen as having its roots in astronomy as well as agriculture because May 1st is the halfway point or midway point between the spring equinox and the summer solstice. It's also during this time that most um, people who come from agricultural backgrounds would be sowing their seeds and having uh, these May Day celebrations which I can remember as a child in Germany and later in Philadelphia at Springside School, which is now Springside School Chestnut Hill Academy, they would have May Day celebrations where we would have a May Day pole. You would wrap the pole. There would be dancing and all that kind of good stuff. So these ceremonies were, um, in part, to lend a sense of community, as well to to pray for fertile crops. So, with that said, I commonly refer to myself as a global citizen or a citizen of the world. And in a prior podcast episode, I talk about um, a South African philosophy which is known as Ubuntu. So, I will direct you to that episode if you would care to learn a little bit more about what the South African philosophy of Ubuntu is, and you spell Ubuntu, U-B-U-N-T-U. Okay, so, when you come to Anchor, which is the platform that I use for my podcast, and or you can see or hear my podcast on other um, platforms like Apple and or Spotify, Perhaps the first thing you notice is the podcast art. And so naturally, there is a story associated with the podcast art. I'm very fortunate to to know creative and artistic people. Um, And so Eve, who is the artist who created the plaster mold and then from that mold uh, created the art or the image that I use as my podcast art. Um, and hopefully, as we move out of this time out that's been imposed by um, circumstances beyond our control, the coronavirus, um, she and I will hopefully finally be able to to do a podcast episode where she'll talk a little bit about um, what her... Background is and um, what her inspiration or muses have been. So, in toward the end of 2019, Eve approached me and asked me, Would I be one of several models that um, she was in the process of? mounting uh, an exhibit which was called Sojourner. And one of the premises of Sojourner was to examine the mask that we as people wear. And so we are all guilty of wearing masks. I mean maybe you appear one way when you're with your family, another with coworkers, another with, you know, your significant others. But I think it is indeed true that we all do, in fact, wear masks. So with that said, um, I wanted to share this uh, Maya Angelou adaptation of the Paul Lawrence Dunbar poem, We Wear the Mask, which was done by Paul Lawrence Dunbar in 1896. It says, we wear the mask that grins and lies. It shades our cheeks and hides our eyes. This debt we pay to human guile with torn and bleeding hearts. We smile and mouth the myriad subtleties. Why should the world think otherwise in counting all our tears and sighs? Nay, let them only see us while we wear the mask. We smile. But oh my God, our tears to thee from tortured souls arise, and we sing, oh baby doll, now we sing. The clay is vile beneath our feet, and long the mile, but let the world think otherwise. We wear the mask. When I think about myself, I almost laugh myself to death. My life has been one great big joke, a dance that's walked A song that spoke I laugh so hard (laughs) I almost choke when I think about myself 70 years in these folks world the child I work for calls me girl I say (laughs) yes ma'am for working sake I'm too proud to bend and too poor to break so I laugh until my stomach ache when I think about myself. My folks can make me split my side. I laugh so hard, ha ha, I nearly died. The tales they tell sound just like lying. They grow the fruit, but eat the rind. Hmm, hmm, I laugh, hmm, 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 until I start to cry when I think about myself and my folks and the children. My fathers sit on benches, their flesh count every plank, the slats leave dents of darkness deep in their withered flank, and they gnarled like broken candles, all waxed and burned profound. They say, but sugar, it was our submission that made your world go round. There in those pleated faces, I see the auction block, the chains and slavery's Coffles, the whip and lash and stock. My fathers speak in voices that shred my fact and sound. They say, but sugar, it was our submission that made your world go round. They laugh to conceal their crying. They shuffle through their dreams. They stepped and fetched a country, and wrote the blues in screams. I understand their meaning, it could and did derive from living on the edge of death. They kept my race alive by wearing the mask. (laughs) So, it's interesting to me that worldwide. As a result of the coronavirus, we have been placed in what I like to call a time out. And in this time out, perhaps we have been forced like an onion to peel away layers to get to the essence or the heart of who you are, who we are as individuals, as a race, as society. This is indeed a daunting task because no one wants to go inward. No one wants to be still. No one wants to look at who they are, the good, the bad, the ugly. No one wants to take the time, and lately that's all we've had, is time to, one, be grateful for what we have, and two, think about the unique opportunity we have to come out of this experience, this forced time out, by becoming better people, more compassionate, more kind, more generous, more loving, more understanding than when we first went into the time out. for me it has been a welcome opportunity to slow down not just only smell the roses but walk barefoot in my backyard lay in my hammock every day meditate, write in my journal get caught up on some reading, get caught up on things I had taped on TV and had never watched Um, initiate Zoom video calls with my sister girls and and other people who are important to me. I hope that you too have taken the time to go inward and try to figure out who you are, what you were, what you become, or like most of us, are you in a process of metamorphosis. In other words, are you becoming the person that you want to be? I know for many of us throughout the world there have been hardships. A lot of us are without jobs, have no source of income, a lot of people are fortunate enough to have jobs um, and work for their home but by the same token um, perhaps you have children of school age or college age that as a result of the virus um, have lost out on memories that can never ever be reclaimed like senior proms and being able to walk across the stage or, you know, graduate from college or graduate school, medical school, law school, whatever the case might be. So this has been a stressful time for people. Um, Perhaps you've discovered things about yourself and the people that you share your life with that you've not been willing to deal with or confront. And in this time of forced isolation, you now have no choice but like an onion to peel back the layers to get to that inner core, the essence, the heart of your life, what your life has been, what your life is currently, what you want your life to be in the future. So in a sense we are all in a process of metamorphosis, hopefully changing from something that we were and becoming something new and improved. It is my hope that people have indeed been taking this time to examine themselves and their lives in the hopes that we will not go back to the to the people, the society, the, in some instances, lack of humanity that we were, and that we come out of this with a a greater appreciation for humanity, being compassionate, being generous, being kind, being loving, um, knowing that we are all in this together and that we do need each other to survive. I'm not just talking about those of us in the United States. I'm talking about worldwide that what happens in another part of the world does indeed affect us in the United States and Canada and, and every continent on the on the planet. So let me share something else about myself. In the summer of 1981, I attended the University of Ghana Law School, which is located in Legon, Accra. It was probably during my time in Africa that I became aware of Adinkra symbols, and you spell Adinkra, A-D-I-N-K-R-A. And I would suggest that if you have a desire to learn more about Adinkra symbols, that you Google it. Um, I've always been a fan of Adinkra symbols, and when I was in Ghana, I did bring back um, some Adinkra stamps that I've used in my artistic pursuits. So one of the my favorite Adinkra symbols is Giyanayami. Um but again, you can you can go google it and you'll see what that one means but as a christmas gift to myself i treated myself to adinkra ancestral guidance cards um, and these are available online um, at b r e s i hyphen ando tools for living so these are various adinkra symbols um, that provide guidance, if you will. So prior to me um, going outside, and that's where I am now, so you may hear my wind chime um, and or I have this metal image of the sun which the wind is causing to bang against my uh, the wall of my home. I pulled a card, and the card that I pulled is called Odor Nira, the Quine, and what it says on the card. It says, "Love does not miss its way home. Those led by love will never lose their way." Additionally, in the little guidebook, which provides additional um, meanings or philosophical significance of the Adinkra symbol it says the power of love what is meant for you will not pass you by release the angst expectation and vision you have for love fully accept yourself as a true vision of it you're deserving of joy it will find you additional meanings for this card love wins Make yourself a beacon for love. Trust that what you want, wants you, and will find you. I thought that was um, very profound. And it truly fits in with um, what I try to do at Ancestral Muses. Um, So Ancestral Muses came about as a result of um, me being interviewed or actually, um, if you will, my business being um, featured, Um, and the name of my business is Busy Arbitration and Mediation Services. And during that interview, I was asked, what did I see? Um, in terms of the future growth of development of my business. And just out of the blue, it popped in my head, podcast, um, that I would like to do a podcast. And I say that to say that, indeed, I've made that dream come true. I'm very fortunate that throughout my life and my travels, I have met people from all walks of life, all over the world, all religious affiliations. And I always say that everybody has a story to tell and that through the stories that we tell about our journeys, perhaps we can inspire someone um, who didn't think it was possible for them perhaps to have the same dream. So that is what I hope to do with my um, podcast, which is serve as a vehicle in which I can share stories that will inspire and motivate people. Um, So with that said, I also wanted to... to kind of wrap things up by saying that while I understand this time out has represented hardship in the sense that a lot of people um, have had no income coming in, it's also an opportunity If you choose to view it as such and I tend to be the kind of person who is optimistic so indeed for me it was an opportunity to slow down and and really take stock Which is something I've done now for for a number of years meaning I meditate I write in a journal but i know for most of us we've neither had the time nor the desire to to go inward to to put yourself if you will under the microscope or magnifying glass to to examine who you are what is important to you and for you the people in your life are they Loving, kind, generous, are they toxic? Are they there to uplift you? Are they envious and jealous of you? What do you see in your future? Do you have any dreams, desires? Um, I have a saying, which is, there are no coincidences, only synchronicities I believe that things and people come into your life for a reason and a season and all we have to do is be willing to open our hearts and our minds and sometimes be willing to take a leap of faith and perhaps do things that we would not ordinarily do but you feel you feel the need to do so or there's something that compels you to do something which is totally out of character for you but i think that's because there's a lesson Or a blessing for you in doing so that, you know, sometimes people we meet, either they can represent our shadow self, meaning the things about ourselves that we are unwilling to acknowledge. And or they can compliment you. my hope that as we come out of this timeout and in the United States which is where I am I'm in Florida and there are states that are slowly moving toward quote opening back up that moving forward We acknowledge that there is still much work to be done in terms of um, us not knowing the hows and the whys of how the virus can be transmitted, how it impacts people of color differently than other people, how now even young people are impacted. And just generally, that we use our God-given or whatever entity you believe in to take the time to gain the necessary knowledge and information to protect your family, yourself. Um, Yes, it's important that we move ahead as a society, that we get the economy moving again, but human life, our life, my life, your life, is also very important. So, in the coming weeks, um, we as individuals have um, hard decisions to make. You know, whether you're going to um, integrate back into society, or are you still going to use this time to kind of pull back still a little bit? Are you still going to be in a cocoon phase, as as I would like to call it, um, and take the time to really metamorphose into something other than what you were before the virus? So in summation, I would like to say again, that I think all of you who choose to listen to my podcast I will be airing um, new episodes I'm teaching all these new skills um, myself Um, and so I've done two remote podcasts and that was certainly an adventure but I'm the type of person where I persist until I figure it out And so I believe there is a way you can leave comments. And if you have any comments about anything that I've said or you would like to comment on topics you would like for me to discuss with my friends, please feel free to do so. In the meantime, I hope that everyone will stay safe. Remember, we are all in this together. The way forward is indeed through love. You have to love yourself first. Because if you don't love yourself, how can you love anyone else? Thank you again for your support. Namaste.